Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Corporate Chopper, and today I'm joined by Randy Andy Datsun. Hi, Chopper. How are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. A bit, bit sleepy. I didn't mm-hmm. sleep very well last night, Chopper. I I never do on a Friday night. I I I just get I I get very stressed about the idea of having to wake up a bit earlier than usual, and therefore. My body goes, ha ha, well, have some stress dreams and wake up nine times in the night. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, not the most well-rested, um, but I'm here reviewing SmackDown with you. So who who could possibly be happier than me? Well, something that definitely woke you up was this episode of SmackDown, because mm. boy, howdy, there was a lot of things that happened and not a lot of them made sense. Mm. Uh, you know, what? let's just get straight into the review. Let's get into talking about this show we're going to be talking about, first of all, Lars Sullivan has returned to WWE and came back on this episode of SmackDown last night. So let's review the show. And the first thing we're going to be talking about today is Lars Sullivan coming back. This mm. took place kind of on the middle of the show where we had a kind of a random throwaway match of Miz and Morrison versus Jeff Hardy and Matt Riddle. Um, the match itself between them was about two minutes long and they squeezed about 10 minutes worth of match into that two minutes. Uh, but Matt Riddle won. Okay, who cares? Uh, but as they were celebrating with Jeff and Matt, out came uh, Lars Sullivan uh, out of nowhere, really. Uh, mm. came back and just beat up everybody. Hardy, Riddle, Miz. Morrison was like attempting to save Miz, but then backed out. And then, yeah, Sullivan just stood tall looking angry. Yes, with a new beard. <laughs> with um, a new beard, yeah. Uh, so the last time we saw him, I believe, was about a year and a half ago. It was, I believe, at um, Super Showdown um, or 
it was a Saudi show, I'm pretty sure, against where he faced all three members of the Lucha House Party. Yes, uh, and then he and he did the same thing on Raw and got injured. That's right. That's right. Um, yes. So he injured his leg, and for a long time, we were like, okay, well, he's going to be out for a while now. Um, and he's always been a controversial character. Mm-hmm. Um, he, <laughs> um, so he, what was it? He said so. There were some posts that he made as part of a bodybuilding forum a few years ago. And while I won't go into detail, the kind of general gist was a bit, they were racist. He claimed, made sort of unpleasant claims about both Ronda Rousey and Stephanie McMahon. He uh, called Jeff Hardy certain things. He made very poor comments about rape, consent, things like that. He... He said a lot of very, very misjudged things. He, yeah, so, so, so lots of homophobia, lots of racism, and then obviously this whole kind of scandal came out with the with the adult video that he performed in, which kind of brought into question everything he'd kind of said about homophobic, uh, everything that was homophobic that he'd said, and a lot of people, I think would have been quite happy to never see Lars Sullivan on WWTV again. I am in that category. Uh, I don't As think once you have made that those kinds of comments that you should be allowed to continue in a company which should be inclusive, um, especially when you've made r- racist comments towards uh, both African-American people and Mexican people, two groups which often make up... Uh, a large part of wrestling rosters. Um, yeah, I just, I, I had no interest in seeing him again. I, I always knew he would return because this is WWE. And as we've seen with things like Hulk Hogan, racism has an expiry date. Uh, you're allowed to be racist. And then, you, then, you, then you're told off for about a year, a couple of years, and then it's okay again. Um, mm. Yeah, not, not interested in seeing this. Uh, don't want to see him back. We are seeing him back. It's going to be the same story that we had last time, which is him just beating up lots of mid-carders. Uh, yeah, I. What are your thoughts, Chopper? Uh, very similar, actually. Yeah, I have no interest in seeing him. I think it's all well and good people getting. You know, I I don't know. I haven't seen anyone saying this, but I assume there might be some contingent of people saying give him a second chance and all that stuff. Uh, I disagree. If you're at that level that he was at, it was not like. You know, he, I don't know, he he, once in his life before he said the N-word or something, Mm. this was active derogatory posts, very intentionally made to disregard, you know, the the well-being of various groups of people and specific people in the case of, you know, like Rhonda and Jeff and and Stephanie McMahon. Uh, It's... I don't think there's any coming back from that, honestly. Uh, and he shouldn't be let off the hook necessarily. Um, and he definitely shouldn't be featured on any sort of uh, visually uh, something that's watched as as much as SmackDown is. So mm. I don't want to see him back. I'm not very interested in him as a wrestler as well, even ignoring that for a minute, which we shouldn't do. I'm just saying, not saying we should ignore what he's done because we shouldn't, but even taking that to one side for a minute, I'm still not that interested in seeing him as a wrestler on SmackDown as it is. Even for me, he feels like a raw guy. If he is going to wrestle, 
He feels mm. very much like a raw guy. I really don't want to see him anywhere near this side of stuff. Because because what this does is this gives to people who know because there were people who don't know what happened. Um, there'll be people who just started watching. There'll be younger people who won't have been exposed to all this sort of stuff. No one would have told them. But to people who do know what WWE this looks like is W saying, "Yeah, we know he was an idiot in the past, but I mean, get over it." Like mm. that is this basically saying, "Oh no, it's okay to say all this stuff." That was a few years ago. Um, like, yeah, they gave him a fine, which may or may not have been kayfabe. They're going to find him a hundred thousand um, dollars, and it just. It stinks, basically. Like it, it just stinks of, uh, yeah, people make terrible, terrible mistakes, and like, but it's okay as long as they, as long as we leave it long enough. But these weren't mistakes. These, these were. This was, this was deliberate. Mm. Like if, like you said, if if he'd done it accidentally, or if, or if he just said something naive, then it would have been like, okay, he's an idiot, but. Right, we can get past this. But he's <laughs> attempting to learn or grow better. Deliberately, not only like did he do it, he did it. He did it more than one time. Like he got banned from that site for doing it, and then he made a new account and did it again. Yeah. So it is active, active racism, active misogyny, active uh, homophobia, and that shouldn't be something. W just goes, yeah, but come on, look at him. He's a really big man. Like we need him on this show. Yeah, it's it's really dumb. And honestly, we've spent longer talking about him than I'd want to. So mm. let's not do that anymore. Um, he's back. I don't like it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Do you like wrestling? Do you like improv? Do you like role-playing games? And you'll love No Rolls Barred, presented by the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. Six players come together to create a fictional wrestling promotion, roll dice, and create the kind of insanity that real companies can only dream of creating. Can Tony the Milkman survive the twilight of his career and still find time to care for his wrestling son? Can the Denimatrix overcome the vicious apex and achieve total denimation? Can brothers Golden Joe and Silver Bro coexist exist as a tag team before they combust. Find out now with the wrestling show that everyone's talking about. No Rolls Barred is available wherever you get your podcasts and only presented on the WrestleTalk Podcast Network. We now need to say thank you to some very special people. And those are our $25 and above Patreon backers on Patreon, obviously. Um, if you haven't been over to our Patreon page yet, patreon.com slash WrestleTalk. There's a load of extra bonus content over there. Uh, we've just been voting for the uh, show that Ollie and Luke will be reviewing uh, for WrestleTalk Extra this month. Uh, so that will be coming up in the next week or so. So you can head on over there and catch that. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to Pick Him Up, Loot Sponge. Woo! Uh, thank you very much. Intense Frank Campos. Woo! Thank you very much. The good bad guy, Brian Heath. Oh, he is thank good you. and bad. Dot, dot, dot. Dive, Dylan Cachetta. Woo, yes. Thank you very much. My Immortal is my favourite song, Mashy. Wow, Woo. it's a great Thank song. You. How do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Woo, yes. Thank you very much. The Notorious, Ali Atta. Woo. Ah, he is Thank notorious. You. Chris, the Cypriot Sensation, Petru. Woo, yes. Thank you very much. In my veins, Viper Alistair. Woo! Ah, yeah. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. Woo! Thank you very much. I think he's talking to you, Damien Thompson. Oh, and lastly for today is the former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Branson! Thank you very much. Were you planning that out just as I was introducing the patron shoutouts? Were you looking at the shoutouts to see wh- how you could roll your R on the last one? Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were. Could you? Literally looking what? at him just like he is planning something. Oh, well, they're looking at him. Yeah. Brenson? Bre- <laughs> But anyway, let's talk about the rest of the show, which was bonkers. It Goodness was me, this bonkers. was a mental show. 
Um, so this was night one of the WWE draft, the 2020 mm-hmm. draft. And the way it works was uh, there were multiple rounds of picks. And in each round, Raw gets three picks. SmackDown gets two because Raw has three hours and SmackDown has two. Sure, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, nothing crazy happened for the first two picks. Raw went for Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns went for uh, for SmackDown, obviously. Uh, and then Asuka still on Raw. Makes a lot of sense. Then we had the first brand trade with <gasps> Seth Rollins going to SmackDown, which mm. to me was a pretty big deal. I was like, oh my God, he's finished his feud with Ray and Dominic. That's amazing. Honestly, I'm really how looking forward to Seth Rollins on SmackDown. I know, how Shopper. naive of me. And I was like, oh wow, he's going to gonna uh, finish their feud. That's great. Uh, that's awesome. Um, but of course that didn't happen. Uh, I'll very briefly go through all the rest of the picks that were made, and then we'll just talk about the draft as a whole. Uh, so Raw went for Hurt Business after that. Uh, AJ Styles went back over to Raw um, from SmackDown. Sasha Banks staying on SmackDown. Naomi's gone over to Raw. Uh, Bianca Belair has been moved over to SmackDown. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler staying on Raw, though, as Michael Cole mentioned to us, they can technically be on any brand because they're women's tag team champions. Why haven't we seen them on any brand? It's because they don't have any other women's tag teams. Um, and then we had uh, Ricochet staying on Raw, Jey Uso staying on SmackDown, Mandy Rose on Raw, Dominic and Rey Mysterio coming to SmackDown, Miz and Morrison going to Raw. Uh, and then we had like the most interesting part of it, which is probably the bit we're going to talk about most after this, which is uh, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods being drafted Kofi, to the, Raw. Kofi the Kingston. Kofi, did I say that? Kofi Kingston. <laughs> yeah. Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods being drafted to Raw and Big E being drafted to SmackDown. Oh no, mm. the New Day have split up. Uh, Dana Brooke went to Raw. Otis, without Tucker, went to SmackDown. But then Angel Garza went to Raw. So Tucker was left undrafted, which means he gets to pick his brand. So he's probably going to pick SmackDown, right? And stay with so, Otis. Yeah, but so from a, from a kayfabe standpoint mm-hmm. yeah there's a lot got, to talk about from a kayfabe standpoint you, on this you've show. got them you've got them picking like roman reigns and obviously all that sort of stuff as you would expect yeah um but then they go hmm who do we want well we could have jeff hardy or we could like this is raw like sitting there in the, in the raw board and we're jeff hardy sammy Zayn, daniel bryan dana brooke we want Dana Brooke on Raw. So that, that sort of stuff. Is, I know they've got to like fill up the women's division and all that sort of stuff. Um, and with the the whole, I know you were like, everyone's excited. Oh, Seth Rollins is on SmackDown. That's cool. And then they've gone, oh, yeah, but so are Seth and uh, uh, Ray and Dominic. And it's kind of like, oh, that's the same feud. No, 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 no. It's not the same feud. This one is blue. <laughs> this one's on a Friday. It's like it's like when you like like uh, I don't know a sports brand like, like a sports brand brings out a new uh, football boot with just mm-hmm. a different color. They're like, wow, a new football boot, and then people are going, no, 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 it's just that's just the same boot. And like, no, 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 this one is a different color. Hey, man, that's what they do with FIFA every year, and they make mm. so much money. It's this one, but twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, let, let's talk about some specific parts of this. So yes, yeah, Seth Rollins, Ray, and Dominic all get drafted to SmackDown, which is a shame. I was really hoping their feud was going to be over. However, once their feud finishes, because I assume it has to finish at some point, 
who knows? Uh, I am quite looking forward to having Seth and Ray and Dominic on SmackDown. I think there's some really fresh feuds they can have over there. Yeah. So fingers crossed their feud finishes sooner rather than later, maybe at Hell in a Cell, and then they can just move on from it and go to separate feuds. Uh, I think there's definitely something to be said about like Ray versus Roman. I'd pay mm-hmm. to see that. I think that would be really cool. Um, and some of the other picks that SmackDown might be getting on, on Monday as well. I think they could really do some good stuff with it. Um, AJ Styles going back to Raw. Yeah. Uh, maybe just getting away from Heyman again. I don't know. Well, there was um, that, there was also the talk. He's, he said in the past, like one of the main issues with him with, with SmackDown was that when he moved to it, they were doing, they were pre-taping other shows, mm-hmm. uh, which meant that he was free on Friday nights. Um, but now that he's not, he's missing like all of his kids, like high school football games. And he said he's that's something he's really like just put, like been really sad about. So I think he probably re- may well have requested this. Like, look, I didn't when I moved to SmackDown, that this wasn't part of the deal. So I'd like to move back to Raw because I'm missing out on my basically I'm missing out on my child's childhood. So I'd like to yeah. not do that. And I think mm-hmm. honestly, fair enough, uh, like absolutely fair play. Um, I mean. On this flat Earth, we've we've only got we've only got one life on this flat Earth. Uh, so uh, and I and and he's he said before plenty of times this is his this is his last contract, this is his yes. last wrestling contract. And uh, he's not the sort of person who I think is going to be like, oh, actually, if you offer me more money, I think this is genuinely his last contract. He doesn't need more money. He's very happy how he is. So I think last contract might as well do it somewhere where you can enjoy all not just your life but your family's life so. absolutely yeah 100 agree um yeah uh, naomi going over to raw hopefully we give like a fresh coat of paint to her a little bit give her a, a lot a, of people go. a lot of people think she might be joining the hurt business because they well, need someone to feud with mia yim <laughs> well mvp did tweet out um the the graphic of naomi being drafted to raw with thinking emojis uh mm. so there, there might be something to that um yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but may, I I feel like Naomi could do stuff on her own. But yeah. see how they go uh, with that. Bianca Belair to SmackDown. I was confused by that pick, not necessarily because I don't think Bianca deserves to be on SmackDown or anything like that. It's just because they've been showing all the video packages for her on Raw, and more people watch SmackDown than Raw, which means there's going to be a contingent of your audience that don't watch Raw and don't know who Bianca Belair is and haven't seen the video packages. So are they just gonna? show the same ones again on SmackDown before she comes back? Or are they just going to be like, well, you watch Raw, you obviously know who she is. I mean, uh, to be honest, those video packages, I don't think they're pretty, particularly good. Like, it's, I am stronger than people, and I am good at board games. Like, I don't think, I, I think you can just take her at face value on SmackDown without being like, oh, but I haven't seen her video packages. Who is this? She's That's good true. enough, and she is imposing enough and a good enough athlete, I think, to get to get over on herself if they give it if they give her the opportunity. I agree. It just seems weird to me that they put the effort in to make these video packages and try and do the to try to push her to then move her to a different brand that might Pete, not have seen those. Are you suggesting that some of these picks may have been made last minute? No, without a lot of planning. No, never. I hope uh, not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Dominic and Rey Mysterio, as we mentioned before, going to SmackDown along with Seth. Miz and Morrison going over to Raw. Don't, whatever. Well, they're trying to get Raw to be the best brand because obviously Miz, that's the Miz factor. Um, it's true, yeah. Miz is someone who gets drafted in every single draft because they're like, oh, yeah. cr- crap, SmackDown's been better since he went there. I was bringing back to Raw. Oh, Raw's been like, better since he got here. He always seems like 
the kind of guy where they're like, well, we need s- some people to change brands, but we can't have any like the top champions or any yeah. like the main eventers changing the brand. So we'll, we'll go Miz. It seems impactful to have I, Miz change brand. But it's not I brilliant. hope this opens them up to a, like I know lots of tag teams are splitting, but I think if one tag team needs to split, it's them uh, mm. for the good of John Morrison more than anything. Because uh, John Morrison is so good. He is. Still. Um, but you wouldn't know that if you've been watching SmackDown for the last two months because all that's happened is that he just keeps losing to Otis. That match he had against Matt Riddle was so good. So good. And it's like, wow, he has that amount of talent and you're just not using him. That's mental. Um, we'll talk about one more and then we'll talk about the big one. Uh, Otis being drafted to SmackDown and not Tucker was weird. I didn't yeah. get that. Uh, I in in kayfabe, you have the the option to draft heavy machinery as a team, mm. and you don't. Why? I, I I I don't get the point of doing that. If you want to have Otis be a singles guy, you can split them up. Just draft heavy machine, well, it, and then you've got Tucker as well. Like it was like uh, like Luke was it Luke who drafted Walter? Yes. And, and not Imperium. Not Imperium, yeah, yeah. 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 It'd be like going, I want Bobby dumb. Fish. Yeah, it's just strange. Like, why wouldn't yeah. you take more people when you could? Yeah. And speaking of oh. not taking more people yeah. when you could, here comes the big one. Because, okay, we'll, we'll dive into this now. Because uh, New Day came back on this show. Kobe Kingston and Xavier Woods returned on this show after Big E had his match with Sheamus, which we'll get into later. Mm. He had his Force Count Anywhere match, and then they came back in the backstage segment being like, we're back, we're awesome, new day, etc. I'm so glad we're all back together. And they said, we want the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. And then Stephanie McMahon said, well, you can get a shot later tonight. I was like, wait, what? They're not going to have a number they, one contenders match they, or anything through their history there are no other tag teams to have another one contenders Lucha match house party are right there no one they just on... they just face them for the titles exactly so that there's no rematches in wwe pete oh my god i hate this i hate everything about this uh yeah they said they wanted a shot steph said well later on tonight they're gonna get one and wouldn't you know it they won uh mm. yeah cesaro nakamura versus new day was a really good match and i really enjoyed seeing Xavier Woods back in the ring. His hot tag sequence was really good. Yeah. Really, really like Woods and Kingston. He's been out for almost exactly a year. Yeah, uh, it was back. Yeah. It was back in November, I think, last year, where he got yeah. injured. So uh, yeah, really cool to see him back. Really like him as an in-ring performer. Um, I've been actually I've been generally watching a lot more Up Up Down Down recently. Mm-hmm. Just just to just to just to spend some time with him. Um, so yeah, really. He's a good cool man. Really cool to see him back. Good, cool to see Kofi back. And in some ways, I get why they're doing this. I get why they're doing the split. But why would they do it like this? This doesn't. This doesn't make any sense in Kato. Like you said, okay. why would you take Kofi and Xavier to Raw and then go? It's it's New Days. Kofi and Xavier's. I feel like there's someone else. No, no, no. I'm pretty sure that's it. And then take them over and go. Oh crap! We oh we forgot Big E. Okay, so I disagree with what you said. I don't know why they're doing the split. I don't understand it at all. Because okay, we'll get to this. New Day win. They win the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, new Tag Team Champions. Where hey, everybody's happy. Then it goes to Stephanie McMahon, who does the next draft pick, who drafts Kingston and Woods, 
and then SmackDown immediately drafts Big E on the next pick. Their reactions to it were fantastic. When they were still in the ring, them just being completely like crestfallen and disappointed, their whole reaction to the whole situation I thought was really, really good. The situation itself doesn't make any bloody sense because you have the option, once again, to draft all three of them. As the New Day, you can draft them all to Raw, but you choose to just draft Kingston and Woods and leave Big E, who then gets picked by SmackDown. In, in kayfabe, there is no argument for drafting the two of them and not Big E. If, you want, if you're so adamant that you want to see Big E have a singles run, then you draft Big E, not Kingston and Woods, right? If, if that's what you wanted to see. If you want to see just Kingston and Woods be a tag team, you're mental, one. And also, you can draft Big E too, because Kofi Kingston was WWE champion while still being part of the New Day. You can still have Big E do a singles run while still being part of the New Day. You do not need to split them up. And if you want Big E to have a heel turn, why? What's the point? Because the only way this makes sense from here on out is if Big E specifically requested that he'd like says, I want to split from New Day. New Day should not be turning heel. Big E should not turn heel from this. I know this is the fabled Big E heel turn that everybody wants, but he's gaining momentum as a as a babyface single star. And to have him turn heel undermines all of that and undermines the New Day's whole motto of togetherness and positivity and stuff like that. There's what's the, why? Why? That it doesn't make any sense on any level. Yeah. So like it, it's the same thing with I was saying earlier, like Raw SmackDown people sitting in the boardroom going, yeah, who'd so oh, I'd be cool if we we could keep the new day. And then then they and then the Raw goes, Oh, we're getting uh, we're taking big uh, Xavier and Kofi, and then SmackDown going, Oh crap, we really the thing is we really wanted uh, Big E. That's the same they've taken the new day. They go, No, 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 no. They've only taken those two, and they go, What? Well, all right, well, fine, we'll have Big E. Um, so that doesn't make any sense. Also, what happens to the tag to the tag belts? I don't know. The SmackDown, the SmackDown Tag Team Smackdown. Championship. SmackDown. Is that, a, is that a network special? It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, don't give them ideas. Uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships are now on Raw. They said at the, at the start of the show that the titles move with the people that are drafted. So the so... SmackDown Tag Team Championships are now on Raw. And if the Street Profits, which is pretty much a spoiler, Street Profits are going to be drafted to SmackDown, let's yes. be real, and they'll just swap the titles. And they'll, and they'll go... Yay, bro! Wanna have my titles? And they'll go, yeah. And that'll be it. Sounds about or right. Yeah. They're gonna unify them, and then they're gonna be like the women's tag team championships. Oh, please unify where, them. Where they can, you know, where they can put them on any brand. Please unify them. You do not have enough tag teams. You're splitting them up left, right, and center. And now you've just got rid of another one. Even though you've still got Kingston and Woods, you had three tag teams in one stable because you could have had Kingston and Biggie. You could have had Woods and Biggie, and you could have had Kingston and Woods. That's three different yeah. tag teams. And now you've got there, one. There are now the tag teams that are now left in SmackDown uh, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party, Cesaro Nakamura, well, technically, Domin Dominic, and Ray. Technically, it's just Otis. There's no heavy machinery because Tucker didn't Sorry, get drafted. Yes. Pres okay, pres let's just assume Tucker will go. Okay, well, well I'll, I'll go to I'll SmackDown. Go, I'll go to then. SmackDown there. That's all right. Yeah. Um, yeah, you've got four tag teams in SmackDown. And yes, on Raw, which is more than they normally have. And on Raw, assuming Street Profits, let's assume Street Profits go to SmackDown, they'll have 
Angel Garza and Andrade. Nope, they're not a team. Okay, no, they 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 they, they, they split up. They they'll split. have the New Day. They've got New Day, Miz and Morrison. And SmackDown, SmackDown have technically got the Usos. Uh... The B team? No, Curtis Axel got released. Yep. Bo Dallas wasn't even in the draft pool. No. Um... Yeah. So sorry, State of Affairs. They really need to unify the tag belts. Is what They've we're got saying. two tag teams on Raw. <laughs> They're going to have wow. to draft I can't wait for that feud. On, on the next draft show, they're really going to need to draft some more. They're going to have to, like, um, the new day are going to be like, no, 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 no. We should probably hold off on this, guys. <laughs> Otherwise, it'll be us for the next year. Yeah. Good so good. unless um, unless UE get, or like, unless a bunch of NXT tag teams, and NXT hasn't got that many tag teams either. The NXT tag team titles weren't even defended at the most recent takeover because everyone's, all the, all the best tag teams are stuck in Canada or stuck in the UK. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Sorry, state of affairs. Um, with that, and I don't, I don't get this new day split at all. It doesn't make any sense, kayfabe or otherwise. It doesn't make any sense. There's no point to the split. You shouldn't be turning Big E heel as much as, as much as I think a heel Big E could do some fantastic work. He's so he's so good as a babyface right now, and he's gaining a lot of momentum as a solid babyface competitor. And I want them to stay as the new day. They've been the new day for like eight years now or however long it's been it's been a long time they've been the new day just keep them forever be a tag team that doesn't split up pleased you've split every other tag team on the on the face of the earth have new day be special i just really grinds my gears anyway what if the new day win the women's tag team championship and then they can go to smackdown is that, does uh, that make you happy that's, that's perfect yeah and also just to rub it in we'll talk about this now it's the season premiere of SmackDown next week, which also doesn't make any de- any sense because they don't have any seasons. It's a continual show. Yeah. I know what they were trying to do. It's been a year since they've been on Fox because it started last year at the draft. It's actually been a, it's actually been a year and a week. So a if, year- it had been, if, it, if it had been an actual season, it would have been actually last week would, yeah. have, been, would have been the uh, season premiere. I, I get what they're trying to do. It was the draft last year when SmackDown moved to Fox, and that's when everything happened with the Fox robot. Remember that? Uh, mm. All of that stuff. It's been a and year. And that's when Kofi lost the title in yeah, seven seconds. Yeah, to Brock Lesnar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Fun times. I get what they're trying to do. Don't call it a season premiere. Do what Dynamite's doing and calling it an anniversary because that's what it actually is, you morons. I hate it. On that show... Uh, New Day are having a farewell to SmackDown match, which means that Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods, who've just been drafted to Raw, are going to be on next week's SmackDown. It's the cross What are the brands? Invitational. Literally, one week after the brand started, they just don't care anymore. They're like, no, it's fine. We'll just have like, you on SmackDown, SmackDown again. SmackDown. Like, y- y- you've been on Raw before. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Not... you've been tag team champions on Raw when there was only... I shall never see you again until the next draft. And until Survivor Series and Brand Warfare, probably. Oh my I just thought of Brand Warfare. And Big E's gonna be fighting for SmackDown, and Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods are gonna be fighting for Raw, and then they're gonna get into it, and then they're gonna be like, I'm sorry, I don't want to do this, but I have to for my brand. And it's gonna suck so much. Wearing big t shirts. Um 
Okay, Ugh. here's my theory. They're going to have a, have a match, and then they're going to go, oh, and the Street Profits have been drafted over. Mm -hmm. And then they'll meet, and they'll go, mm -hmm. there you go, and then they'll swap. See, here's the thing that I don't want to happen next week, but I think is the most likely possibility. It's that Biggie turns heel, and he reveals that he wanted to separate Hey man, I've called, for, I've called it for I've called it for years. Yeah, everything that's ever happened, I've gone. That's probably for the bigger heel turn. Yeah. Um. Also, on the season premiere next week, Roman Reigns is defending his Universal Championship against Braun Strowman. Big match. Big match. Why? Why? What? Why? There is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Roman Reigns, the character that you've been telling to us since he's come back, is he is a prize fighter. He only has his big matches, and when he wrestles, he just shows up and wins. That's what he does. That's his character. He doesn't defend the title against random challenges. People have to earn it to become head of the table, and this is my island, and all that stuff he's done. There is no logic as to why he would defend his title on a random episode of SmackDown against Braun Strowman, of all people, when he's already got a Hell in a Cell I Quit match that was announced on this show at Hell in a Cell against Jey Uso already. There is no point to this match. I do not understand, and it undermines Roman Reigns' whole thing that he's got going. I hate it this show i think you're forgetting the last thing that braun Strowman said to roman reigns i'm not finished with you so you've got to remember this the long-term long-term booking i i understand braun Strowman was the previous universal champion he wasn't technically because it was the fiend but you know discounting that it was braun it doesn't matter it doesn't matter because it, it's because he's not going to win. So there's no like no. he can't win because if Braun wins and then goes, oh, all right, Jay, I guess with <laughs> me and you in Hell in a Cell, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, uh, I I kind of hope that Jay interferes immediately somehow yeah. and tries or, to take out Roman. Reigns just doesn't wrestle. Reigns just refuses. Paul Heyman finagles his way out of it. Like he just says, "Oh, he's the tribal chief. He won't. He's only gonna fight at Hell in a Cell, Braun. You'll have to get in line or whatever the hell." And then he just doesn't do it because that's so much better for his character. But then that's just false advertising. There's no good way out of this. You've booked yourselves in a corner once again, WWE. Well, bloody done. I did not like this announcement. However, something I did like, let's be positive for a little bit, Big E versus Sheamus in a Fool's Count Anywhere match at the start of the show. God, I love this match. I thought it was great. Oh, man. It was very good. violent. I loved Surprisingly, it. Surprisingly, yes. Very violent. Yeah. Very uh, innovative. Uh, very beefy. Uh, I just I just love... I, I, that's, that's my issue. I love watching Big E as a single star. So in that sense, I'm like, okay, cool. He's a single star now. So in many ways, I'm like, I'm, I'm happy. At what cost, but... Andy? But at what cost? Yes. All right. All right. Thanos or whatever. Who? who Thanos' child. <laughs> the, the green what one, Gamora. Everything. Is it Gamora? Yes. Well done. Proud of you. You've been watching MCU. Uh, yes, there was lots of weapons in this match. Lots of kendo sticks. Um, yeah, they got, they got messed up pretty bad. They got to the backstage area and Seamus had some flour and eggs. That were lying around. Pancakes, and mate. Threw them on Big E. We need and a then, bit of milk. Yeah. 
and then uh, and then they went out to the parking lot. Both of them got put through a windshield on a on a car, on and off cars. He tried to put him in a Seamus tried to put Biggie into the trunk of a car. He tried to shut it on his arm, but he managed to stop him. Really cool ending spot, which was a big ending off a car through a table on the outside. Love that. And then yeah, Biggie picks up the win. Really good. Bit bloody. Both of them seem yeah. to get cut up pretty bad. One of, um, but, one of the yeah. best things about Seamus is how pale he is because you can really see how hurt he is, how the mm-hmm. bruise and the welt and the blood really shows up on his skin. Um, yep. So yes, to anyone who goes, oh, but doesn't hurt, does it, when you wrestle, watch that, watch, watch this match and you'll see just how much it hurts. Yes, exactly. Um, after that, we had a uh, promo from Jey Uso and Roman Reigns. He came out and just be like, big dog talk to me and then and then paul Heyman says no uh comes on the titan tron and then says stop trying to get roman to do things on your schedule he does things on his schedule he's the tribal chief duh which makes it so much worse when he's facing braun Strowman next week because he does things on his own schedule that's what you just said paul Paul Heyman. that's the whole character no he's he's he's, his his schedule has him down for braun Strowman next week actually on the season premiere of (laughs) smackdown on fox it doesn't get better the more you say it uh he then introduces his own video package of roman just beating the hell out of jay uh and then it cuts back to roman and he says really nice stipulation i thought eh, their hell in a cell match at hell in a cell is going to have an i quit stipulation on top of it as well uh which i thought was perfect for their feud because it's literally been built around roman getting jay to try and say something but i so. still don't know what the the stakes are like is he, is no. he actually going to have to quit I don't know. He's going to have to quit the family. Or will he Who have knows? to? Will he have to become Roman's henchman? I hope he, not. So he doesn't his, need one. I had a dream about this feud last night. Oh no! Uh, my, and my fantasy, my my brain fantasy booked Jay being moved to Raw. Mm-hmm. Them going, well, we can't have this match anymore. How are we going to do this? And then out came Jimmy <laughs> to be like. <laughs> My brother had to go. It's now my turn to take down the tribal chief, Oos. Uh, well, in my head, sure. I, in, in my head, I woke up and went, "Huh, that's not the worst thing they could do." But I don't want to see that. I'm also pretty sure that Jimmy's still still injured, and he's also not part of the draft pool for Friday yeah, night. So, my brain didn't know that. My, <laughs> I did, my, brain, my brain did know that, but my unconscious <laughs> mind during sleep was like, "Huh." Didn't I'm a genius. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, he's still saying there's going to be consequences in this match, but we still don't know what they are yet. Uh, we had a few more picks. We had AJ Styles saying he should have been the first pick for Raw, Grr, etc. Uh, we had that Miz and Morrison and Hardy Riddle match, and Lars Sullivan came back. Some more picks. Then we had time to get negative again, everybody. It's Sasha Banks versus Bailey for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Okay, so. This match has been building for an awfully long time. Uh, even speculation that they were saying, you know, it could even go ahead and main event WrestleMania. It's been the whole story for it. It's been building to that. Didn't main event WrestleMania. Didn't main event a big four. Didn't even main event a pay-per-view. Didn't even main event SmackDown. This was just a match in the middle of the draft. Yeah, That was dumb. And also, it lasted five minutes and Bailey DQ'd herself because of course she did. Why would you ever have anything nice? God, you! What was the point of this match? I don't want the match, but I, pre- I prefer the fact that Daily Daily Bailey got herself DQ'd because 
then at least we don't have the blow off to this feud on a SmackDown. Like yeah. I can just because of the, because of how mental feud. the rest of the show was, I sort of forgot that this happened, and so they're going to have a match of hell in the cell instead. Exactly, that's the problem because this this card was so bonkers. This show was so insane. It's the beginning of the draft. Why would you ever book this match? The blow off to an epic blood feud in the middle of a draft show. That is the stupid decision. And then. Yeah, the, the match goes five minutes. Bailey hits her with a chair and DQs herself. And then Sasha later on goes, me and you inside Hell in a Cell. It's like, well, why didn't you just do that in the first place? Why would you have it that the first time these people can get their hands on each other after Bailey's been attacking Banks from behind, the epic blow off to their feud, and it goes five minutes and ends in a DQ? Why don't you just do the Hell in a Cell match? It makes so much more sense. And next week on the SmackDown premiere, um, you've got Braun Strowman against Bailey uh, for a... Uh... No, that's not true. I might have made that one up, uh, but I wouldn't have been surprised. Stop saying season premiere. It makes me mad. Um, yeah, Sasha, after the match, tried to do the chair neck stampy spot thing, but Bailey managed to get out of the way. What, what, was, the, what was the point? I don't get it. Um, anyway, yeah, we had the, the tag title match and New Day getting split up. Uh, then we had the announcements of the season premiere. And then we had uh, The Fiend versus Kevin Owens was the main event of this show, yeah. uh, which was a cool match. Really quite liked it. Um, I liked the finish somehow the, Yeah, the finish was really cool. Uh, they had some really nice spots for this one. A few super kicks. They managed to take The Fiend down here. A pop-up powerbomb. Unfortunately, the commentary table didn't break the first time, so they had to do it twice. But he managed to do pop-up powerbomb through the, the commentary table, and The Fiend still managed to get back in the ring before 10, which was nice. Uh, and then, yeah, the finish was really cool. Fiend managed to lock in the mandible claw. Owens turned around and hit a stunner with his hand still in his mouth, but then the fiend just got right back up, hand still in the mouth, Uranagi, and then kind of put him down on the mat and won. Those, really nice finish. Those raw tables must be a lot weaker than the SmackDown tables because if Lana's going through a raw table every week and the fiend doesn't go through mm. a uh, SmackDown table, those SmackDown tables must be, Fox must be uh, giving them much stronger tables than, uh, than the ones on For raw. For sure, yeah. Or it just wasn't gimmicked. It was just mm. an actual table this time. Um, but yeah, the, they got a cool finish. And I was like, okay, it's been a bonkers show. Yeah, they're going to finish strong at least, you know. Cool match with Fiend. Lights cut out. Lights come back up. Fiend is on the stage again, staring down with Alexa Bliss on the stage. I'm like, cool. They're still furthering their story as well. Great. They both are looking at each other in unison. They look down to the ring at Kevin Owens. Then they look back at each other. And then, black. Cool. End of the show. Really cool. On next week's episode of the SmackDown premiere, we do have <laughs> Roman Reigns against uh, the monster among men, Braun Strowman, for the Universal Championship. And it's like, shut up, Michael Cole! Why? Why, Why have that as the finish of the show? It's uh, This show makes me so mad. I don't... In my edited review, I gave this a very generous, I thought, three out of five. I'll because the because the the wrestling on the show was really good. I thought like the full count anywhere match, even the Banks Baby stuff, even though it was only five minutes, the actual wrestling they managed to do in that time was really really good. And I am excited for their Hell in a Cell match when they do it because they both have such great chemistry together. The Fiend Owens match was really good as well. Really enjoyed that Cesaro Nakamura New Day match was a lot of fun. Like. The wrestling on this show, the actual in-ring wrestling was really, really good, which to me bumped it up to a three out of five, which is very generous. But there's just so much nonsensical stuff on this show that I'm downgrading it from my edited review. I'm putting it at a two out of five instead because there's some so the much stuff that just angered me. 
I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I've changed my mind in the time since I edited my edit, uh, recorded my edited review. I'm putting it down to a two out of five. Did not like this show. It made me mad. I think it's especially jarring given how good SmackDown's been lately. Right? That's why it's so particularly disappointing because it's like, yeah, you sacrificed this show just to be just for the draft. Yeah, and I get that the draft is a big thing, but. It really, it really killed the rest of the show for me. So yeah, and two the, out of five. And the thing is that you can sacrifice a show for the draft. I understand the draft is a big deal. Make it a big deal. Just make it make sense. There you go. Problem solved. Just make it make sense, and you're fine. God, idiots. Uh, just a, as a very brief recap, which we totally should have done at the start. Here are the people that have actually changed brands so far because of the draft. AJ Styles, Naomi, Miz, and Morrison, and Kingston and Woods have all gone over to Raw. And then on SmackDown, it's Seth Rollins, Bianca Belair, and Dominic and Rey Mysterio. So far, obviously, we've got another night of the draft coming up on Raw, um, and then everything will be will be done. <sighs> that was SmackDown. I think I have a lot of uh, big weight off my chest now, now that I've managed to get all that out. But before we get out of here... So, Andy, I know you're going to be thrilled to hear this i had a i had a day off yesterday and I'm, spent, al- I'm already thrilled i know yeah and i spent pretty much all of it uh just playing a game called hades um that i, I think i believe i've spoken about before um mm. brilliant game really love it loved it managed to beat it yesterday wow. quite, as someone who's generally not very good at games i'm quite proud of myself for that um Granted, it's not the end of the game because then you basically just make it harder to get more like rewards and stuff. Yes. So then you, you beat it on hard mode and all that stuff, which I, I'm starting to get into now. Mm. But in general, yeah, and there's like you need to beat him with different weapons and stuff like that. Um, but I, I, I beat it with, with a sword and, wow. I, and, and, and I did the thing and I beat the God of the Dead. So I'm, I'm so good. You beat, you beat Hades. I did beat Hades, yeah. Well, He's the final boss. Spoiler. Um, yeah. um that's good. Yeah, no, I, I never I never quite like get along with games where you finish it and go, You've only done 39% of this game. You haven't done all the <laughs> side quests or looted every single crate in this entire massive map. Mm. Uh like Assassin's Creed. I, I used to it was Assassin's Creed Origins. I was playing it at the same time as my flatmate at the time. And I completed it. We start at the same time. We were pretty much playing at the same kind of same time and we played the same amount of hours. But when I'd completed the game, he was about a quarter of the way through it because he was doing every single side mission, every mm-hmm. single crate, every single like loot map that he could have to find everything, uh, all the little like extra, extra side missions, which you didn't even know existed until he found them. Um, and so by the time we reach the final boss, I'm on like level 32 because I've just kind of gone through it. And then by about halfway through the game, he's on like level 44 because actually he's done so much extra stuff that the rest of the game is so easy because he's just so overpowered because he's done, he's done everything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't have the patience for that at all. No, I don't generally. And luckily... I just, for... I just play the campaign. Yeah. Well, luckily in, in Hades's case... Uh, it's just like you've got to get from the first bit and you've got to get past Hades. But there's all these like 
the maps change every time you go through the weapons you use are different the enemies you face are different everything it's like a different run every mm. time that and you get like boons from the gods that come and help you and stuff like that so boons? it's like a com- boons what's a boon a boon is like a a benefit or like an extra oh. power or like a, a yeah essentially like a power up not spoons. um but then you you can have like vastly different runs based on all these different things. So it's like you're doing the same thing, but you're not doing the same thing every time. Mm-hmm. It's really it's really good. Um, yeah, no, it's a it's a very very fun game. Would highly recommend. Uh, well, yeah, if, you, if, you're looking, if you're looking for more uh, Switch games, and I would recommend Trine Four. Uh, it mm. is a fantastic game uh, where it's kind of a mix of problem solving, fighting. Uh, and just yeah, it's a really, really pretty game, and uh, I would yeah, highly, highly recommend it. I don't think it's particularly expensive either, um, and you can get like the entire sort of Trine trilogy or quad quadrilogy um, for like fifteen pounds on that. So I would, I would highly, highly, highly recommend that. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, no, I uh, I haven't done a lot. I, I want to do more gaming, but buying one game is so expensive these days. Um, like I was thinking, oh, when's that new Assassin's Creed game coming out? The the Valhalla one, and I was thinking, no, yeah, I'll get that, and it's like sixty pounds, and I'm like, yeah. So either I that's that's like like just like two weeks of food. <laughs> um, it's not like I'm not like struggling for money, but like, do I want the game that much? But then I know, I know that I'll enjoy it if I do bad for spending. 60 pounds on a game where i could be i don't know saving for a deposit on a house um <laughs> at some point uh and it's like oh but you're in your 20s that's you don't want to save i'm like yes but that's the point i'm in my 20s this is my best post this is my best chance to save especially during lockdown when i've got nothing else to do yeah. other than just not spend money i was gonna say um, not spending money on travel or anything that's step yeah, one exactly i've been saving hundreds of pounds a month by not coming into the office although, Same. Although, although i would love to come into the office because my girlfriend has been going into the office recently and she's been going out like me having lunch sort of dis- distance lunch with her friends her colleagues going out for distance drinks after work i'm like ah stop it <laughs> I want to do that. Like one of the one of the one of my main goals for 2020 was to kind of like sort of spread my wings a bit more with my because I've got I've got like I've got friends but they're all in a sort of very sort of tight knit groups and I sort of wanted mm-hmm. to indulge myself in some more hobbies and meet more people mm-hmm. and then 2020 just went to, went to crap and I was like <laughs> right well now I'm sitting here but I still have this goal but because I can't do anything about it it's incredibly frustrating I'm sitting there like going on these like app there's an app called meetup uh which you may well have heard of and it's like hobby groups and things like that but they're all in london and so that would mean me having to go to london it's a bit irresponsible and all this sort of stuff and and then it's and then i was like oh, but i really want to but i can't but i really want to but i can't do that because it'd be really bad if i did that and then she's sitting there like oh yeah i'm just gonna go for drinks after work i'm like stop it yeah you're not allowed friends Ah, uh, one of my one of my friends that I speak to quite regularly. Um, he uh, quite often, as just as part of his job, he'll go on like lunches with like clients and things like that. So quite often, I'll get a message in the in the group chat we've got, and he's like, "Look where I am for lunch today." I'm like, "You a hole?" And it's yeah. just like him just doing all this like really fancy food. He's like, "Look at these like lamb these uh, lamb lamb chops I got yesterday. They look amazing." I'm like, 
I'm having pasta. How yeah. dare you? Oh, I have I have eaten so much pasta since um, since March. The thing is, I do like to cook. I just don't like cooking for just myself, and it's just been me. So, mm. um, and now that now that girlfriend is going back into the office, she's now back in London all the time. So she, I, I don't I don't she doesn't come down here. So I don't have anyone to cook for. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just uh, I, yeah, the, the plan was to kind of meet more meet meet more humans uh because i think that's one of the things i noticed about becoming an adult is you start just losing friends because you because you, everyone's too busy to keep like when you're in school you can have the time to have loads of friends but then you come an adult and you're like oh no i haven't spoken to that person for four weeks and it's not because i don't want to it's because i just didn't have time to speak to that person for the last four weeks or they just did not an opportunity didn't arise um so I was just like, I'm just keep trying to think, how am I going to meet people? Uh, yeah. Through, I like, should I start something myself? Is that is that too much? Should I just start like a wrestling fan support group where we all just chat? And I, oh, but I don't want to. I'm not sure I have time for that. Do I? Do I want to? Uh, Pete, find me some more friends. Well, as someone who is notoriously bad at keeping in contact with friends, I very much like to keep it to a very small number of people. Because that's I can manage. See, see. Normally, I like that, but there comes a point where. So I live in. I, I've lived in this kind of area for almost all my life, um, but all of my friends have since moved out of the area mm-hmm. because that's what you do when you're an adult. You you, you tend to, to move to new pastures. Girlfriend lives in North East London. Two of my best friends live live pretty close to her. Other best friends live in like Warwickshire, so up near Birmingham. Leicester, others live in Northamptonshire, and like they're all spread around. And the last person who did live near me, uh, who was one of my childhood friends, has now moved to to London. And it's like now I can't even just pop to someone's house. Pete, so get people to move here. If anyone lives in the south <laughs> southeast of England, <laughs> drop me an email. With the subject, I'll be your friend. Although my flatmate <laughs> is actually moving back in tomorrow, so that should be nice. Um, well, that's good. Maybe you can cook for someone else then. Uh, exactly. Uh, but yeah, it's. I, th- I, I think lockdown has been particularly difficult for a lot of people, uh, especially with like, if you're not the most social person in the, in the like in the first place, then I think this has been a very tough time. I'm. I am a very social person. I just get anxiety about messaging people saying, "Hey, do you want to meet up?" Because what if they say no? Mm. Like, why would they say no? But what if they do? Yeah, like, no. no yeah. That's very rare that I've ever gone. Someone's gone, no. Um, <laughs> like, what? Because why would they do that? <laughs> but, just imagine like, someone just being like, hey, you want to meet up? No. Why not? <laughs> All right. I don't really like yeah. you. Uh, just not feeling it. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah, I just, I, I worry that one day, well, that, that's the reason why I don't like go, join these, these like hobby groups. Because what if I post and saying, hey, I don't want to go to the pub, like, because we we're all we're all fans of this mm-hmm. thing, and then I just go, don't get any replies, and I'm like, well, I'm not. I'm never going to post again because that's embarrassing. No one wants to hang yeah. out with me, based yeah. on literally my name, saying <laughs> Andy posts. They're like, oh, I don't want to meet up with him. What a what a freak. Yeah. Um, but I have an unpopular opinion, Pete. <laughs> oh God. Okay. And this is this is going to lose me, friends. So one of the things I've been doing the last couple of weeks to pass the time is watch uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Um, which I've watched most of before, mm-hmm. uh, pretty much all of. I haven't watched a couple. I haven't watched Doctor Strange, and I haven't watched 
Ant-Man and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I watched pretty much all of them. But I hadn't watched uh, Winter Soldier. And I hadn't oh, really? watched okay. Black Panther. Um, and one thing that strikes me after watching these films is that all Marvel films are exactly the same film, Pete. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand. Like, I, I, I appreciate and enjoy the kind of level of CGI and the action sequences. They're really fun. But they are all the same film. It is, I am a superhero. Yes, but I am a supervillain. Let's have a fight for an hour. Aha, superhero one. Ah, darn you, Captain something. Uh, and then it ends and everyone's happy again. And then you do the same thing, but it's a different mm-hmm. superhero. And I know yeah. that's kind of what comic books are. But it's, and I know like Endgame and Infinity War are a bit different because the superheroes don't win in Infinity War. And Endgame is like a, is a very kind of, like it's it's a culmination of what is it fifteen to twenty films worth of of sort of story and stuff, and maybe it's because I've watched it in like the exactly the correct order that I don't appreciate it as much. But I just do not understand the hype because it is just superhero massive explosion for three hours and then the superhero wins. I mean, yeah, pretty much. That's. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you that every film has essentially the same story because even like there's someone who I watch on, on YouTube quite a lot. Um, I think I've mentioned to uh, Luke when he was doing the, uh, the podcast with me was uh, a guy that's called um, uh, Cosmonaut Variety Hour, uh, who I watch on YouTube. He does a lot of film and comic and games reviews and like video essays and things like that. And uh, he has exactly the same opinion as you, uh, saying that all Marvel fi- Marvel films are exactly the same. And he said it's the Marvel formula. That's what they do. Uh, and then his opinion changed when they did Infinity War because they didn't stick to the formula. But yeah. he said, like, every film before that is the same movie. Yeah. Just no, I'm, I'm absolutely not it. saying anything wrong with that because obviously they are hugely popular. And mm. it's, it's, it's the most, like, the the biggest earning franchise of all time. In terms of move, pure movies, I think I think Harry Potter may have outdone it just for like books and things like that. But in terms of a mm. pure movie franchise, I'm pretty sure Marvel is 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 way out on top, okay. um, or possibly I don't know Disney, Pixar, or Disney, but they're all it's all the same thing. Technically, Marvel, um, Disney, um, now, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to say they're bad films at all. I just I just they're just the same. They are just all the same. Um, yeah. Like, and I know there's lots of things that are just the same. Like, I mean, I like, like FIFA, uh, yes. Louis Dangor's favorite like, video like game franchise all of all the time. All the Pokemon films are basically the same. It's pretty much. Yeah. It is. Hi, I'm Ash Ketchum. I'm going to a new place. Oh, what? There's a there's a legendary Pokemon here. Oh, is there? That's crazy. Hmm. Why is the legendary Pokemon attacking everyone? Oh, it's because the humans did something wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to talk to this Pokemon. He's going to go, you're a human. And we'll go, I'm not like most humans. Um, <laughs> and then he'll go, ah, right. Okay. And then I see the light now. Yes, I see the light. I will leave and be nice to you. And oh, look, it's Jesse and James and they're blasting off again. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> However, I do think that some stuff changed, some Marvel movies uh change up yeah, a few like things that, like, yeah like, like, winter like, soldier like, i think it's great yeah like like black panther is a is a very different it's got a very different vibe different very different feel and as much as i think killmonger's a cool villain he's pretty useless like he turns up beats uh t'challa 
and then immediately dies. Like he doesn't yeah. actually do anything. Like like all the rest are kind of like affect the world almost globally or the area where they are. Whereas he goes, I am the king. And King Charlie goes, no, you're not. And he goes, oh, crap. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm, I'm well, dead now. Well, I think, I think he would have affected the world had he had longer on the throne. But because his reign was so short, because he took over and then was usurped pretty quickly, he yeah. didn't have the time to affect things. But I, th I wouldn't say he's useless because he did a lot of stuff to get to the throne, I think was the the point a bit off from it's basically anyway, the lion king it's basically the lion king uh basically basically god you corrupted my brain that's enough time we've gone over let's end the show thanks for listening everyone uh we'll be back soon gearing up for hell in a cell uh i'm gonna be away for a couple of weeks by the way at the end of this month i'm not gonna be here for the episode that's on the 31st or the 7th of november mm, i'm not covering those i think it might be mr davis I believe. Um, so yeah, we've got got that to look forward to. So you've only got another, what, two weeks of me? And then I'm away for two weeks. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Smackdown's my show. <sighs> anyway, um, thanks for listening, everyone. We love you very much. Goodbye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.